0: The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's four minute devotions, with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au. Vision.org.au. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Another example would be the Passover an innocent lamb, pure, perfect, without blemish, had to shed its blood and then put on the doorpost to protect and bring about the salvation of the the Jewish people.
1: Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith, with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Our politically correct society is very offended by the idea that sin exists or that sin carries a death penalty. And of course, the fact that it requires blood to be shed to pay for it is abhorrent. We're going to ask the question today whether or not blood is necessary for the atonement or purging away of our sins.
0: You're right. Our politically correct culture uh, doesn't like the idea, uh, first of all, that sin exists. I mean... Read a newspaper, watch a news headline, just look around the world. Sin exists; it's mm. everywhere, um, but we can't mention it because it's a bit negative. And uh, and the thought that sin has to be paid for, um, when generally speaking, our PC culture says sin is a lifestyle choice. Mm. Uh, so we don't we don't like to think about sin or the consequences of it. Now the Torah, which is the first five books of Moses. Right the way throughout the entire Old Covenant and the New Covenant, you have this reoccurring theme of blood, the shedding of blood, animal sacrifice, and atoning for sin. You can't separate them. It's, it's mm. right the way through the entire
1: Bible. Well, that's right. Well, of course, the Old Testament deals with it, and people might look back at that and say, well, that's Old Covenant. Yep. But, of course, New Covenant as well, Romans 6.23, a famous memory verse. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord.
0: Exactly. Again, this so-called separation between the old and new covenants being a different book um, and therefore completely different in their, their viewpoint is completely wrong. The old covenant said that, yes, as soon as you sin... That means death for you. And the the New Covenant is confirming it. Yep, Mm. the wages of sin is death. That's right. Yeah. And the only way to get um, freedom from that is through Christ, his eternal gift. So people kind of think that this is unfair. It's Mm. not fair. Just because I committed a little sin shouldn't mean that I should get the death penalty. But you know what? God makes the rules. (laughs) It's his universe. He sets the standards. And actually, it's irrelevant whether it matches with our viewpoint or our opinions. He's the one who knows more. He, he's the one, if anybody knows the destructiveness of sin and the consequences of it, God does.
1: Mm. Well, of course, talking about consequences of sin, we've talked a lot on foundations about the ceremonial law, yep. the law of Moses. Mm-hmm. And, of course, right throughout the ceremonial law, we see the requirement for blood to be shed in order for that uh, atonement to be made.
0: Exactly. So the law was that if somebody committed murder, that person then forfeited his life. Sin has to be paid for. It has to be. Yom Kippur was an annual sacrifice that had to be done by the high priest. But then there were the daily sacrifices in the temple that had to be done on behalf of the people. And then there were the individual sacrifices where somebody would do something, they would have to bring a sacrifice to the temple. One of the things that I find very curious is that a lot of, we would call them modern or progressive liberal rabbis actually are quite offended at the idea of blood sacrifices for the atonement of sin Mm. and the sacrificial system, going so far as to denying it and saying it's nothing more than a a pagan system. And the frustrating or the the, the curious thing for me is that their Bible Mm. is filled with exquisite detail. Yeah. Of the sacrifices and and the fact that they're substitutionary and that they're for atonement.
1: You read the examples in the Old Covenant of yep. what was to happen in the temple with all these sacrifices. I mean, you could just picture it would be like a bloodbath. I mean, there would be yes. you know, animals, cows and goats and birds and all sorts of different yep. animals being killed the blood would just be everywhere. It
0: was everywhere and it was daily. And that's the thing. We don't, we tend to, I say the word carefully, but we tend to romanticize it a little Mm. bit or or cleanse it so that it looks all nice. And if you see artist depictions of what the temple looked like, well, it's spotless and it's clean. But you're right, there was a lot of blood, a lot of blood, which required a lot of water for cleansing Mm. and washing. I mean, yeah, it was a, a gruesome place. And just don't forget that all those sacrifices were then burnt. So there was the smell of cooking animal flesh all the time. I mean, some say it was like a giant barbecue all the time, you know, (laughs) and the smoke was constantly going up and the the, um, incense was burning. So it was constant and ongoing. Mm. I mean, it would have been a tough job to be a priest, I think. But then if you go all the way back to Eden, even before you have the temple, When you go back to Eden and Adam and Eve sinned, the very first time that that happened, we don't think about the the sacrifice that had to be made on their behalf. Genesis 3.21 says that the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and he clothed them. Now, remember, they sinned and the first thing they tried to do was make fig leaves to cover themselves. And God said, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. And then he killed an innocent animal, and he used the skins of those anim- of that animal, maybe there was more than one animal, I don't know, one per person maybe, who knows, Bible doesn't say. But then the skin of those animals then covered Adam and Eve. And we read that and we just move on. Mm. But that was the first time death was seen. And try to think of it from Adam and Eve's perspective. They're ashamed, they're embarrassed, they're full of remorse and regret that they've just sinned. There's now this distance and separation between them and God. They've just been kicked out of their home. And then one of the animals or two of the animals, however many, that they were stewarded with naming and protecting Mm. and, and, and looking after, was killed in front of them and they're now wearing the skin of that animal on their bodies. I mean, I reckon they were probably sick to their stomachs.
1: Well, you can imagine the horror of that as the blood is shed, they would have been realising that it was their sin that yes. caused that blood to be shed. As you said, an innocent animal, It was there was nothing that it had done wrong, but the blood is shed and then obviously those skins, and I guess we'll often see in like a children's first Bible, ever you see the pictures of Adam and Eve with the skins on, they're all clean and neat. Exactly. But it wouldn't have been very neat. There would have been blood and the the death that had taken place would have been part of the horror of that.
0: Exactly. And so the horror and the cost of sin was suddenly very, very vivid to Adam and Eve. We think about that and we go, how horrible. And yet look at our entertainment industry Mm. with death and mayhem and people dying to save somebody else. And that's entertainment. And, and that's okay, but when God does it, it's not okay. We've mm. got this, there's a, there's a barrier there, there's a blockage there. Another example would be the Passover. An innocent lamb, pure, perfect, without blemish, had to shed its blood and then put on the doorpost to protect and bring about the salvation of the, the Jewish people in ancient Egypt. So all the way through the old covenant, you actually see an innocent an innocent animal had to shed its blood, give its life on behalf of the guilty. And you, you, you kind of go, it doesn't seem very fair. If you, if you're guilty, then you should pay your own price. Mm. And that's absolutely true. But the thing is, if you're guilty, you're guilty. You're always going to be guilty. You can't actually get away mm. from the guilt or the consequence. So you have these substitutionary, temporary sacrifices shedding their blood to give a temporary covering. But here's the miracle of this particular quandary that the human race is in, and that is that our God, recognising our eternal condition and the devastation that sin has wrought, says all of these temporary animals are just up until my son takes the place of those temporary sacrifices, he places himself pure, I know I'm telling the gospel again, but this is the heart of the human Mm. condition and it is the answer to the human condition. He takes our place. He substitutes himself. If anybody says that the substitutionary atonement and sacrifice of Christ is not biblical, you run a mile from them. It's right from Genesis Mm. right through to Revelation that the Son of God gave himself as a substitute In our place for our sins so that we could be saved So God himself places himself as the substitute for our salvation Mm. So the question is, is the blood substitutionary atonement necessary for the forgiveness of sin? The answer is yes
1: Next time on Foundations we're going to be asking the question Is there one plan of redemption or two? That's next time on Foundations This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.